Egyptians, regimes and refugees and their multicultural mess. Thank you for joining me once again today. It is Labor Day and happy Labor Day to one and all. Um, thank you for contributing to the Earth's, uh, to the planet's economy uh, and to the future, to our future generations. And peace and stay safe to one and all. I would like to take this opportunity also to thank my many listeners from around the world and especially those in India uh, listening to me. Um, I know we have listeners to this podcast from a number of cities all over the planet. Uh, More importantly, from India, we have... um, People listening to us from Pune, Mumbai, New Delhi, Bengaluru, Hyderabad, and many others. So thank you very much for joining me. I do appreciate your time because I know it's precious. So let's get down to the podcast today. Today's podcast, as mentioned, is on the word Dalit. When we say Dalit, we first think of Hindu Dalits and we are so ashamed. But you couldn't be more wrong because Dalit is not Hindu. There is nothing Dalit uh, Hindu about Dalit. I'm going to repeat that. Dalit is not Hindu. It is Hebrew. I'm going to repeat that one too. Dalit, the concept of Dalit is Hebrew. So where does it come from? The word Dalit is the fourth letter in the Semitic alphabet, and in he- which, which is Hebrew, Aramaic, Syriac, uh, and Arabic. Now, in Hebrew, it's the fourth letter. I don't know which letter it is in uh, the other languages, but you have it used in Hebrew, Aramaic, Syriac, and Arabic. You have the word dal. Okay. Um, now, in, from the Phoenician Dalit, we gave rise. It gave rise to the Greek word. Delta, okay, so a delta comes from Dalit, and that delta was in Latin converted to the alphabet D. If you're looking at, if you're wondering where the alphabet D came from, it came from del- comes from Delta, and Delta is the Greek form of Dalit, which is the Semitic word for poor. It means poor, that's all. It's used in the, Tal- the Talmud, uh, that's uh, Hebrew Hebrew uh, scriptures. I think it's ancient Hebrew law, I'm not sure, but it comes from the Talmud. And in Talmud, uh, it's written Aramaic, and this gives rise to many other connotations uh, in modern Hebrew. Uh, but yes, Dalit is from the um, Hebrew alphabet, and it means poor. Okay, so if you're asking what it means, poor, poverty, someone who lives in poverty, and his, someone who's poor of the mind, and means the same thing in Hindi, or in, on, in, in, in the, on the Indian subcontinent. So what is the correlation? How did it get, how did it overflow from, from, uh, from the Hebrew concept to India? Well, we have to go back 3,000 years or even more. You see, when I look at something, I always look at an equation when I research a concept. And my equation is um, is such, I look at the geography, geology, astronomy, um, economics, politics, and history. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that. Geology, geography, astronomy, 
economics, politics, history. So the first three are very important. If you keep this equation, you will always reconstruct the mosaic. Okay, uh, so the Hebrews come from the Levant. The Levant is modern day Israel. It was the same place where the ancient um, land of um, ancient kingdom of Israel was located. And this kingdom uh, is sitting on the Levant. Now, the Levant is sitting on a fault line, very important fault line for all of you to know. We've spoken about it in previous uh, episodes. Um, the fault line, I consider it the fault line of history. Okay. Uh, now, this fault line was caused when two tectonic plates uh, banged against each other. One is the African plate and one is the Arabian plate. And because this continuous friction, what happens is um, we got a small problem on that. Um, the friction causes volcanic eruptions, causes earthquakes, causes natural disaster, a uh, lot of seismic activity. Now, when such things happen, you can imagine there's a volcanic er eruption going on. Um, in the Levant, that means the fault line goes from below the Sinai Desert right through um, the Levant, right up north to Greece, and uh, and onwards up further up north into the Mediterranean and the southern Mediterranean. Um, and the volcanic ash falls every time there's a volcano. It disturbs civil society. It disturbs the food chain change and you get what is known as pandemics plagues and so on and so forth and we know what happens in pandemics we've just come out of one called the covid and what happens you have to isolate you have to get out of there you have to isolate and make sure you're uh you've got constant water to wash your hands you are in heat because heat cures germs and uh should i say uh, kills germs and viruses heat is very important and food obviously now, the, the Levant, or the Middle East, the Levant is a crossroads for three continents, uh, Europe, Asia, and Africa. And because of this, people have to pass by through in the ancient world to go anywhere for trade and commerce. Now, the, the fault line is constant. That means the earthquakes are constant. That means pandemics are constant in this region. There is never a, uh, never a time when they don't have pandemics. And so they had to find other ways to go around this. Um, because of which um, the people, every time there was a natural disaster here or geological disaster, you can imagine the people around here who would be in constant fear uh, would move away from the break in civil society. When buildings come down, monuments come down, there's loss of life, they have to go to other places for work and they have to go to other places to eat and to survive from the pandemics. So obviously they'll go in, in 360, in, in all directions, the 360 of that um, epicenter which is normally always in the Levant. Um, and so you'll have a lot of people moving up to Europe, always fleeing as refugees to Europe, um, everyone fleeing and then people fleeing to Africa. But if you go to Africa, sorry about that. If you go to Africa, you have to go to the Sahara Desert, which is very difficult. So 
people would go there, but not so much. Uh, again, if you go to Europe, there's there are great civilizations in Europe, but Europe gets cold. And so in the cold, you know what happens like in a COVID, there's no heat, which means that disease flows a lot faster than in, than in Southern Europe than, than, than anywhere else. So you've got heat in Africa, but you've got the Sahara Desert. You go up north, you've got civilization and everything in Europe, but you've got a problem. In Europe, it, there's cold. It's very cold. The only place, the closest place and the easiest place to go would be the Indian subcontinent. Now, the Indian subcontinent, well, there was plenty of water back in the day. There was, and there was still a lot of water until 100 years ago. Uh, since the population exploded, now all the water has slowly but surely disappeared. But there is a lot of, there was a lot of water. There was a lot of medicine. Um, India is known, the Indian, ancient India is known for its, its universities, its medicinal knowledge, its medicinal capacities. Uh, gurus and teachers came from all over the world to the Indian subcontinent and, um, and, and researched and contributed to our sciences. She was known to have medicinal facilities, medical knowledge way before the Abrahamic religions came to be. Um, and it is... Absolutely, it was absolutely fantastic. Now, because of that, there's also a lot of water, means a lot of food, a lot of agriculture, a lot of food. Because of that, there's a lot of money. There was, there was gold, there was economics, there's trade, there's commerce, and which is exactly what's happening now in, in the current pandemics. India was the pharmacy of the world. Why? Is it new? No, we have a history of uh, of being the pharmacy of the world from ancient times. India has 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 uh, provided the world with medicine, medicine knowledge, medical facilities, medical uh, ancient herbal medicines, known as the Ayurveda. Um, and she has a history of this, a long, long, lengthy history, which is unforeseen anywhere on the planet. Um, and just like today. Um, it has been the same thing back then, um, thousands of years ago. And when the people of the Levant um, would unfortunately have to go to these many pandemics and these volcanic eruptions, where do you think the easiest way to go to, to and survive would be the Indian subcontinent? And that's why India is known, the ancient India is known as a land of refugees. All of us have um, our beginnings in some refugee who came to the Indian subcontinent and joined her civilization for thousands of years and thousands and thousands of years. Somewhere up the line, we've all come from a different civilization, joined the Indian civilization, reworked our magnetics, our uh, lifestyle, we reworked, uh, realigned uh, our way of life to this new ancient way should I say it's well to the ancient way of life and um, that's how it went um, the Vedic unlike Abrahamic religions Abrahamic countries or lands the Vedic ide ideologies is very open it's 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 to each his own and your currents form your ways your interpretation god is one or should i say the creator is one but it has many parts all parts lead to the same creator and you can have any opinion any idea any any way of life 
as long as you respect the other person, um, you, you stay within your limit, your bounds, but you could say anything you want. You can dwell up any idea you want. And that's why she was such a great civilization. And people from all over the world came to her shows and people came to invade later on because she had so much wealth and knowledge. Uh, and so is for sure because of the many pandemics in the Levant, the people overflowed in all directions. Uh, some would have even tried to go over the Atlantic Ocean and to the Americas because we 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 flee as refugees in 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 three sixty degrees angles three sixty angles off of the epicenter. It's natural, like like just like an explosion. And during uh, the Abrahamic times and pre-Abrahamic times, people fled to the Indian subcontinent, which would have bought a very important group of people. And those people were the Hebrews. The Hebrews, um, the Aramaic people, we would have bought the Phoenicians, all come and settle in the Indian subcontinent, fleeing the many um, wars, fleeing the many Abrahamic wars that happened, the pre-Abrahamic wars, and more importantly, um, the pandemics of the Middle East, of of the fault line, the uh, Sinai fault line. Now, uh, the Abrahamic religions start with one very important concept in Egypt. Um, the Hebrews were slaves, and there was a huge um, exodus. Um, Moses flees, as the story goes, Moses uh, helps the slaves to free, to, to freedom over the Red Sea. Uh, but looking back now, researchers have said that this probably would have helped, was not any god, but research shows that this probably would have been another volcanic eruption which led to breakdown in civil society in in the Hebrew uh, kingdom, sorry, in the Egyptian uh, kingdom. And as a result of which civil society broke down, people, plague came, plague uh, killed many people and and the society collapsed. And as a result of which the slaves were able to free and they, they because they were free, um, they, during this geological event or this pandemic event, they sought refuge in the, in the Sinai Desert in a land called Midian, near Midian territories for 40 years. Uh, and it's called the Great Exodus, if you learn about the Great Exodus of the Hebrew people, which is today celebrated as Passover. It's a big Hebrew festival, which is very, very important. Uh, because it's um, it's so it was so big, the Hebrew, what we call as the Hebrew religion, was born out of this exodus. Okay, um, and out of this exodus, you will see all Jewish law of the prophets, Jewish ideologies, Jewish scriptures, mainly come out of this event in this era, and we have what is known as the Hebrew religion today. Okay. Um, from that concept, you have the Hebrew culture uh, and the Hebrew culture, the Hebrew language. And that Hebrew language has terminology for all events and concept that happens in the Levant, the context, the geographical context of the Levant. 
And that geographical context also uses a geological concept. Now, because the ancients uh, of the of the Abrahamic world were pretty much ignorant, they had no idea about uh, science and geography and geology. All they did was believe in God, and they thought that God saved them. And so they had they had this religion. So they call themselves the chosen people. As a result of which. Uh, you know, uh, they developed vocabulary and terminology for all these events, and to circum, um, uh, to, to take a detour and to um, to find remedies for this event, because they ended up forming uh, invading the land of Canaan, which then became Israel, the kingdom of Israel. Now, as a result of which, because it became Canaan became the land of the kingdom of Israel, they're sitting on a fault line. And I don't think they ever would have realized because they sat on a fault line. They are prone to constant uh, geological um, happenings and earthquakes and, and events throughout their history. Because of this, um, there was a lot of um, poverty. There was a lot of people who were poor, who had to go through these illnesses, loss of life, loss of food, loss of family, and would have been a very difficult place to live. Uh, so anyone, so their religion, basically the Hebrew religion, is based on on one thing of believing in God and following what He says in order to save themselves from the pandemics. Uh, and 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 survive, because they survived out of the exodus, out of the slavery of Egypt. They survived in the desert during massive cataclysms uh, and pandemics of its time, and consider themselves the chosen people. So, if they follow the Hebrew law, or the Hebrew uh, or the laws of God, which I'm pretty sure they invented, um, and I apologize to all the religious people around the world because I. I you know, their history shows very clearly that this their events happen in between a pandemic, a, a huge geological a volcanic event. Uh, I won't say volcanic, but a huge geological event which caused the happenings of its time and would then institutionalize into ideology and religion. So um, if they didn't believe in this concept, if they didn't believe in 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 the Hebrew ideology, in God or in Yahweh, uh, then God was going to send them to hell. And because of that, they were chastised, they were degraded, they were insulted, and they they were uh, discriminated against and set aside from normal society. And these people who were set aside or... Um, from normal society, who didn't follow the laws of societies, they became untouchable and they became poor. They were considered untouchable people, unclean people, filthy people, and they became poor. Okay, And the concept for poor in Hebrew is Dalit. So you understand where this comes from? The context is a geological and a geographical uh, um geological one uh, and geographical one it has nothing to do with god but it comes from this area now if you want to know how people who did who refused to follow the hebrew ideology um and the hebrew way of life were treated if you want to know how they were treated you go to the old testament in the bible go to bible.ca or bible.com um and you ask for the old testament 
and the Old Testament, you look at Levictus. I repeat, Levictus, the, the chapter Levictus, um, in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament, it will tell you all about how people were, uh, were, were treated if they ever got sick or they... Uh, got a disease very much like today it hasn't changed so during COVID anyone who got who even sneezed it says oh did you get COVID are you sick are you and we literally shun the people automatically uh, we discriminate against them it's called it still happens today so absolutely would have happened then do you see how the same comments from the waves we, the labels have changed but the mentality has not because it's not the label that defines the mentality. It's the mentality that defines the label. It's your currents that form the waves. You cannot change the currents and you can't change the waves. And this is exactly what would have happened then. The only thing it was worse then compared to now. Now, in order to avoid this, because people knew in those days they were going to die. There was no way of going around it. The, the fault line was always there, and the fault line is still going to be there. You can pray to all the gods you want. It means absolutely nothing. There is no god that's going to save you from a geological event. But they invented a, 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 um, an ideology, uh, some god, the chosen people. From that, you got Christianity. From that, you got uh, Islam. And for 3,000 3, years, they've converted this planet to an Abrahamic factory. But it all has to do with geography and geology. That concept of untouchable and poor was called Dalit. And these people overflew in, onto the Indian subcontinent. And they brought with them their mentality and their ideolo ideology. But they came so fast that we couldn't help them change their mentality in in a short span of time okay in order to change a mentality it takes 72 years to change one degree but the influx was so great that there was not enough of people not enough of time to help them change and 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 evolve and 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 align with a new way of life and what they did was they aligned with our vocabulary but they bought their mentality with them and the mentality of untouchability transferred to the Indian subcontinent. It's from where it becomes now Hindu, and it's been 3,000 years for this. And that word Dalit was poor, and for anyone who did not follow their way of life on the Indian subcontinent, they were considered poor. Even though they came as refugees, they would have considered everyone else as poor because they were so indoctrinated with this ideology of, of Abraham. And even those who realigned, if you realigned to the Hindic, the Vedic way of life and gave up the old, uh, you know, supremacy, the narcissistic ideologies, um, if you did all of that, but... You know, it takes time for you to change the vocabulary. The vocabulary would have come with them, stayed on the Indian subcontinent, and from there we get the word Dalit. It's been 3,000 years since it's happening, but people don't understand, but people have forgotten the origins of this, and so now Dalits become Hindu. And because everything is now converted to English, people don't even speak Hebrew anymore, don't, don't understand what the source of all of this is. They've completely and conveniently forgotten. And anything to degrade the Indian, the Indian state, the Indian people, the Hindu people, you just say, oh, you Dalits, 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 Hindu Dalit. But it's not Hindu Dalit. It is Abrahamic. It is very Hebrew. I want you, I hope today's 
um, uh, topic has given you some insight, please go and research it, do some homework, um, understand what I've just spoken about, sp discuss it with your friends, with your family, and, and understand how this concept of Dalit came to the Indian subcontinent, because it is not Hindi, it is very Hebrew. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me, religions, regimes, and refugees, and their Sorry, religions, regimes, refugees at outlook.com. And there we go. So thank you very much once again for listening to me. Um, happy Labor Day and see you tomorrow. Cheers.